Hey everyone, Ben here just with a couple things, quick things before we actually start this episode. Um, because of weird scheduling that we are going to talk about actually in this episode, uh, we are doing an experimental episode for next episode about uh, season three, episode 18, The Singularity. Uh, and we would love you to be a part of that. It's going to be an all call in episode. I'm going to be calling in. Daniel might be calling in. Evan might be calling in. I don't know who's going to be calling in, but we'd like you to call in too. So here's your mission if you choose to accept it. Call in a message to 1775. Five five three eight three five seven. That's one seven seven five level seven. Or email a recorded message to feedback at welcome to level seven dot com after you watch season three, episode eighteen, the singularity, and answer one of or both of these questions. What was the best moment of the episode for you and why? And what was the worst moment of the episode for you and why? And please just make sure you identify yourself and use the phone that has the best connection for you. And you can send us written messages. Uh, about the singularity, but we are probably not going to be able to record uh, anything using the written message simply because of the weird scheduling we're doing. But we're going to compile this all call-in episode, and it's going to bring us all together in a nice, warm, fuzzy, experimental thing that if it works, we'll probably never do it again. And if it doesn't work, we'll probably never do it again. So you don't have to worry about that. And here's the other message. This is uh, Daniel J. Lewis with a message from the Noodle Mix Network, and then we'll get into the, the regularly scheduled episode. If you enjoy this podcast and any of our others from Noodle Mix Network, please nominate three of our top shows in the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards before May 1st. For quick nomination instructions and voting reminders, go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And thank you for your support. Thanks, Daniel, for that message. And please call in. We want to hear from you. We want your voice to be heard. And I think it'll be a fun episode. Uh, I think it'll be a fun episode no matter how many people call in. But um, it'll be more fun if you call in. So after you watch The Singularity, call in, let us know what you think, and we'll have fun with that episode. And now here is our regularly scheduled episode, which features the long-awaited return of a long-lost voice to welcome to Level 7. Episode 154. It's a comic episode. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. issue number 3. Freefall. A standoff tie-in. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Agent Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here to talk about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the comic, and I have been joined by my friend and yours. He's back. He's back. Ben, I'm confused. Why are you confused, my friend? You said this is episode 154. I did indeed say it was is episode 154. Is this not 150, episode 151? Well, 154. Last time I was in this chair, it was episode 150. We celebrated. We sat back, had cake. We, you remember the balloons? No, no. I think we complained that there wasn't cake. You're right. We didn't have cake. But I did have crepe paper. Uh, sure. Okay. I will take and your word on that. And balloons. And balloons. Sure. I'll, I'll take, my, take your word on that, too. Crazy. 154. You're 154. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. You well. can't count. Things have happened, Daniel. Things, things have happened. I, I'm a little scared of those things that happen. I'm 20 minutes into the team uh -huh. right at the moment. So, yeah. yeah, I'm 60 minutes into the team. See, that's that's the difference here. Things have happened, my friend. Things have happened. We've expanded have. the family a little bit. Brought in a, a person. Some people call him. He hasn't heard this yet because we haven't done an episode with that feedback yet, but some people have called him the the low-rent TV Daniel. <laughs> That's Agent Evan for you. So. I did give him some notes. Yeah. I've I think they're good notes. The he notes. agrees with you too much. I've seen the notes. Even if he agrees with you, he shouldn't agree with you. Yeah, I know. You're supposed to poke the bear a little bit, right? That's what makes good radio. It does. It does. I've, I've needed you back in the other chair here, Daniel, and you're back again. Now, we don't know what For the now. future holds. 
<laughs> Actually, we do know a little bit of what the future holds. I'm going to a conference. I'm leaving Tuesday morning. I'll be gone until Saturday night. And so I think I'm not sure how this is going to work. But while I'm at this conference, we may have a more experimental uh, welcome to level seven uh, episode report. We'll just see. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Are you going to send it in via fax? No, 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 that's not, that's not the plan, but I'm I'm not sure how it's going to work yet, but I have some ideas and this will tide people over. And since it's the return of Daniel in this episode, I think that's enough to tide people over, right? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I just wonder who's going to see the next agents of shield first, or will you see the next one before I finish the last one? I don't know. I don't know if you do finish it. I have some ideas on how this could work, even though we may not be able to actually do a connection. We might be able to have a connection, but uh, it's something I need to talk with you off the air. Okay. Okay. And at some point, you'll actually get my uh, voicemails in, right? Because there's an entire one on Marvel Universe Live. There's one voicemail that I missed, okay? One voicemail, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Now I know how all the listeners felt when we missed voicemails. (laughs) You know? Come on, I was I've been under a lot of pressure, man. I sent you a message. I was like, hey... I sent you a message. <laughs> Where was it? Oh, well, it was good stuff. I, I guess. Dude, motorcycles and Captain America. Need I say more? Uh, no, there's nothing more to say. Um, that's that's. Uh, do I need to play the message now? No, I think we're just foreshadowing it. Okay, whenever right. you finally find it. What? So. Yeah. Well, I played the most recent message from you, not realizing that there was actually two that had shown up so yeah (laughs) so welcome back yay (laughs) yay see you next month kids all right right. so here we're here to talk about comics man oh please as long as we don't talk about lacrosse Ugh, I wasn't so wasn't kids. planning on it mostly because I I don't have much to talk about when it comes to I have to really that. good kids by the way. And they do re- they listen really well and they try really hard. Just going to say. That's good. It's a delight to hang out with some teenagers. <laughs> How many people can say that? How many? So I even let them poke a little fun at me that my daughter sent them all a, p- a video of me rocking out in the car with my sunglasses falling off my head as I was driving down the interstate. I thought, yeah, I didn't get that. No, you you didn't. I didn't. So. Well, I'll live. Hey, let's talk about some comics, huh? Let's do it. So I do want to mention one thing that was not a comic, but it is kind of related to comic stuff. It was free, and it was given to me as I checked out at my local comic book shop, buymetoys.com, where you can... Are you talking about the Captain America Anniversary anniversary Magazine? magazine? Yep. Yeah. Well, I have one in my hand. Do you? I I have one in my hand as well. I haven't read it. Uh, I've flipped through it. There's some interesting stuff in there. There's some fun stuff. There's stuff that reminds me of the old Marvel, uh, the, the official handbook to the Marvel Universe. But then there's also articles. Dude, this is kind of cool. Yeah, no, there's some pretty cool stuff in here. There's, there's... MCU status. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and there's articles about Kirby. There's a whole section of Eminem's comic book cover parodies, I guess, or tributes to classic Marvel comic book covers, including the one where uh, the Kirby one where Captain America is bursting through a newspaper. And it's a blue M&M with a shield that says 75. And the the issue where Captain America ran for president. And it's Steve Dude, Rogers. the entire thing on concept art for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's a decent magazine. It's a decent magazine. There's, there's, little, there's write-ups on his greatest speeches, his greatest team-ups, his greatest villains. Uh, now, a lot of the, the villain stuff... Uh, does does match up with MCU type villains, but it's good stuff. 
It's very good stuff. And it was free. So that made it even better. Although there were variant covers. You, what? Well, I went to my local comic shop and I was talking to him. He said he felt a little bad because there were some people who had pre-ordered this magazine with like a Kirby cover and an Alex Ross cover and that kind of thing. And they were 10 bucks. And then he gave them away to free to everyone else. And Is so when the people who pre-ordered them, he said, well, here's the one you pre-ordered and here's another copy for you if you'd like to. But but they got their their copy, their cover. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. that's the cover they wanted, man. I don't think anyone knew that it actually was a free item, though. No. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But. but they got the cover they wanted. Anyway, if you are able to get your hand on this anniversary magazine, well worth the price that I paid. <laughs> which was free. And yeah, there's some great stuff. There's a whole, there, like I said, there's a whole tribute to, to Jack Kirby and it's, it's good. It's very good. It's the kind of thing where I wouldn't sit through and read it all the way through, but I have sat down a couple times at my desk and just started flipping through it and then just reading something that caught my eye. So Daniel flip through yes, it sir. when we're not recording, but flip through it. <laughs> And look for things that catch your eye. Okay. All right. So there's that. And then what else is there to talk about? Uh, dude, I've been really busy. Really? Because I found my new favorite comic book. And what's that? Black. Uh, Mockingbird. Oh, really? I'm, I'm confused by that cover because it has the title Mockingbird, not Hey Girl. Yeah, well, I can see you getting confused about that. I, I can't see anybody else in the whole entire universe getting confused about that. But I can understand. Yeah. I can understand. It's hardwired. Um, it's hardwired in your brain right now. Yeah, and I keep waiting for like Lance Hunter to say it and like walk into the room and be like, "Hey, girl," but he doesn't. <laughs> Lance Hunter, the otherwise known as the low rent comic book version of Agent Daniel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. What can I say about it? Um, it's super smart. It's following Bobby. Um, she has to be checked in on a lot because, you know, she's got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. She's got a little blood cocktail in there keeping her alive. Hmm. Uh, she's got a little of Nick uh, Nick Fury's blood. Uh, some of his, uh, what's his formula called again? I can't remember. I don't remember either. And there's some alien the forever stuff Forever formula or something? I don't know. By golly, she's going a little crazy, a little mad. Hmm. But it's kind of a mystery of what's going on with Bobby. And in the meantime, we get to have some interactions with Lance. And it's smart. And it's maybe trying to teach us some stuff sometimes because it reminds us that Bobby's super smart. And she's also super cool. And uh, she may or may not meet a uh, member of royalty. Just saying. So All right. I would say if you... You're looking to pick up a comic that's got a, a little bit of a tie-in. A little less after the... A little uh, less now, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, a little but, less now. But again, we, we've got some elements from Agents coming over because we do have uh, Hunter in there in issue number two. But it's a, a nice comic. Super smart, super fun. So and I even made the long walk to go pick up issue number two because I hadn't pre-ordered it. Oh. So that's why you went to your local comic shop. Yep. Yeah. It was a better experience for you this time, it sounded like. Well, the guy that I, – I, I won't go into it. Let's just say they've got – they had somebody new at the desk. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and as everyone mo knows, my comic book store is now discount comic book service. Yes, which means you're getting it in by the mail. You know, though, Ben, I will tell you, I had a comic book shop in New Jersey that's doing me a solid. Really? So you and I, we had a debate with some of our friends, and it basically was, how badly should I try to find a copy of Justice League International volume number two, the old stuff? The uh, that stuff. has Manhunter stuff in it, right? That uh, Manhunter does have a crossover. Not this issue, it, though? It, not... Uh, I don't remember if he's in volume two. Okay. All right. But it's the, that old Geffen and Dave Matea stuff. Oh, that's right. You're collecting the, the, the collected editions. Yeah. And, and that's right. I, I, it was, 
it's like out of print and I really enjoyed number one and I can get all the others at a very nice discount through my local comic book store, which isn't local. Um, but if, if volume number two, I couldn't do. And I, I heard that on a podcast. This is why you need to pay attention to podcast kids. And uh, they claim to have a big back library, a back a big uh, stock of trades. And so I emailed them on a lark and said, hey, do you have this? And they did. Yeah, because but you not- were trying to get editions that would look right on the shelf together, right? Yep. I wanted them to all be the softback. They'll and, all be the paperback. And the only so, way you were able to get it new was hardcover, right? Yep. Well, yeah. no, even there. the hard, I could get it cheaper at hardcover. Oh, okay. It's still not new. Okay. So he had it. He had it at a price that was well within what I was looking for it. And then I said, you know, Secret Avengers Volume 1, Brubaker, I've been trying to collect that. And this, this shop advertises and pushes back issues. They push it hard. And he looked around and he found there's about 20 some that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And he, he found in his shop, he had like three. Okay? Okay. But he said, but I'm going to comic shows. Let me see what I can do. I'm missing about 20. He found about 15. Wow. Maybe even more than that. And I think I'm getting them at less than a buck a piece. Hmm. Well, that that's that's service right there. That is service. That's a Two comic shop that comic wants shop. to stay in business. Yes, it is. Yeah. But again, even when I told him, you know, at one point about the the trade, he he said, "Hey, did you go to In Stock Trades? They might have it cheaper there." Did you go to In Stock Trades? I did because they're tied into Discount Comic Book Service, which is my local comic shop. Oh, that's shop. right. That's right. And um, I said, "Hey." They don't have it, but thanks for looking out for me. He was willing to have me go spend money somewhere else. Do you know why? Because this guy loves comics. Sounds like it. So, again, I, I lift my glass to you, sirs. That's and service. soon I, I will have a lot of Secret Avengers to go through. So these are things you haven't read yet? Nope, it's the original Volume 1 Brubaker stuff. Cap is leading the team. Well, he's not even Cap. He's just... You know, Steve Rogers, <laughs> Captain Rogers, Commander Rogers. Well, Daniel, um, let's see. What have I been reading? I've been reading Star Wars. I've yes, been reading good. Good. Human Fly, Godzilla, John yes. Carter, Devil Dinosaur, all the stuff I'm doing for my Marvel stuff that's from 1978. And I've been really enjoying that. And modern comics, I've been reading Captain Canuck <laughs> and... Did you read C-3PO? I haven't yet. It's coming in my next comic order. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna just throw this out there real quickly here. Uh, I actually worked, uh, I, I recorded, rather, uh, an episode just recently of Gimme That Star Wars from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. And I read C-3PO and talked about that with, with Ryan Daly on that, on that podcast. And Daniel... This book has been promoted for months and months about being the story of how C-3PO got his red arm. Well, it is that, but it's so much more. It stands it stands above what it should have been and could have been and actually is a decent sci-fi story that you could have taken these characters and done any robot characters, put them in there. They'd have to have the similar, you know, personality traits. But it's actually really, really well done. I was very, very surprised. So I'm just going to throw that out there. And you can hear more of my thoughts on Give Me That Star Wars. I'm not sure when it comes out, but um, maybe we'll put a link to it or something when it when it does come out. But yeah, C-3PO. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? One of the well, best. I'm looking forward to reading it. It's one of the best that they've done that I've read. As far as like a just one shot story, yeah. But we're here now. There's, it's good. We can we can talk about this comic book stuff all day long. But we have other specific comic books that we need to talk about. Agents of Shield, Howling Commandos of Shield, right? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Is that the the Death Watch? 
Yeah. It's over. Well, we've been talking Death about Watch it has sounded, and we have read the final uh, issue of Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Though, of course, it had to end in such a way to make you seem like there's more adventure out there. (laughs) There's more, Ben. There's more. There is a lot more. And by a lot more, I'm not talking about Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. I am talking about comic books that are sitting on my desk right now that I wasn't planning on buying. Ben, you got sucked in. I did. Uh, For once in uh, in our our friendship, our, our pod marriage... For the first time ever, I think I've been the most calm. I wouldn't say that I haven't been calm. Uh, I mean, I've just bought comic books, but I bought them all. A lot of them. I bought them all. So we're looking at today the February and March comics. Uh, Again, because of your mail order situation. So you don't have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number four, which will be an, an April comic. I do have that, but we're not going to be talking about that today. We're talking about the March stuff. And I also don't have Welcome Pleasant Hill Omega, which, which I'm also planning Which hasn't on. come out yet. I think that's this or week. Or All New, All Do, or All Different Avengers, whatever. Well, here's here's the comics that we will we'll talk about today. And by we, I mean whoever read them. <laughs> okay. Avengers Standoff, Welcome to Pleasant Hill, number one, sets up the idea behind this Pleasant Hill mystery. Avengers Standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha number one brings in characters and, and sets things in motion. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. number three, Uncanny Avengers number seven, All New All Different Avengers number seven, New Avengers number eight, Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. number six, and Captain America Sam Wilson number seven. Those are all of the, the tie in books to this Avengers Standoff thing. And basically, the whole idea of this Avengers standoff, Welcome to Pleasant Hill, is to get our three Captain Americas together, or three people who were formerly Captain America, Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, and Steve Rogers, and also to bring together all the Avengers teams to deal with the problem that is Pleasant Hill. Now, we're going to have some spoilers here, Daniel. We, I think we have to if we're going to talk about this stuff. Yeah, right? I don't think we can avoid it. Uh, and so I'm going to try and talk in generalities about the these other issues. And I, Which is good, because I haven't read some of them yet. And, and I kind of have. I've been talking around it. But the Pleasant Hill situation is that it is this mysterious, pleasant, uh, 1940s, 1950s sitcom idea of Americana. And everyone likes each other. Everyone's nice to each other. And everyone has a role to play. Everyone has a place in that world. It's a society where... No one would ever want to leave because everyone fits in. Why would anyone want to leave such a place, such a beautiful place, such a friendly it's place? It's a ville that's pleasant. It's true. It's it's a ville on a hill that's pleasant. But there's obviously some sort of shady underpinnings. Why? Because nothing can be this good. Nothing can be this good. And Maria Hill is also involved. So well, that means that means there's got to be something dark going on, right? Something uh, a little underhanded on the side of good, shall we say? It makes me a little uncomfortable, Ben. It should. It should. And it turns out it's actually a prison. Pleasant Hill is a prison where they're keeping super villains and they have warped reality to make them believe that they are living in in this this city. And so then what happens is Superheroes get involved. Um, Rick Jones gets involved. And boy, was I surprised to see who Rick Jones was. Um, I guess they'd set it up as this mystery that's been building up. But I just came in in the middle of the mystery and and saw the resolution of who this Rick Jones guy was going to be. But Captain America, Sam Wilson, that is. Captain America, Steve Rogers, that is, and Bucky Barnes, they're all coming there because they've been doing investigations into S.H.I.E.L.D. and what S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been doing, and all the Avengers teams are going to end up there, and things go crazy. Things go crazy as the villains start realizing what's going on. So is that a vague enough setup? I think it is. I I will say, I read... Okay, I bought these because I was told it was the big event. And I was at Agent Anderson's comic store and noticed variant covers for the same price. And I was like, 
you know what? I kind of like those variants. I'm just going to go ahead and grab it. And then I read them. And I was like, this is really well written. And that Welcome to Pleasant Hill, it pulled me in because I had made some assumptions about who some of our our main characters we were following were. Uh-huh. And my assumptions were wrong. Yeah, it was very interesting. Now, I read them out of order. I read Assault on Pleasant Hill first. And in Assault on Pleasant Hill, you see some revelations that, honestly, I didn't know were even a thing until I read then the first issue, that that stand standoff Welcome to Pleasant Hill issue. And then I was like, oh, well, that's why this is important. Oh, well, that's why this is a reveal. But it's the thing is the event itself. So those two standoff issues that we're talking about, they're pretty good. It's the tie-in stuff that gets a little, a little more murky. And I've read it all, though. I, well, and, I, and I do and think you're uh, right. I would say that of the three issues that I've read that are tie-ins, which, by the way, Ben, I didn't buy any extra issues beyond what I usually buy. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. So that means you did um, not read Uncanny Avengers? I did not. Which I didn't know you weren't reading. Because as I was reading, I was thinking, oh... Daniel's laughing at me right now because he's read this. Nope. Do you know why you were laughing at me? I all different Avengers because of the fact that uh, Miss Marvel's in there. Yeah, do you know why you were laughing at me for Uncanny Avengers? No. Yeah, Deadpool's in it. Because Deadpool's in it. Deadpool's okay. in it. I guess I did yeah. see him when, when the team from the book I am reading shows up. Right, because we're bringing all the Avengers teams together. Uh, it was fun to read all new, all different Avengers because, well, like you said, um, Captain Marvel's in it. But then also, uh, which Spider-Man is that? Miles Morales. Yeah, that, w- that was fun to see. What was fun for me about this event is the same reason Secret Wars 2 is fun, even though this is written a bit better than that, is I'm getting a, a cross. Bit? <laughs> oh. Nick Spencer, he's a good writer. <laughs> We're getting a cross section of the Marvel Universe. And so for me, I'm kind of jumping in in the middle of where have we been in the Marvel Universe. And I get to see, OK, well, who is this all new, all different Avengers? Who is this all you know, the uncanny Avengers? And then, Daniel, there was the new Avengers, which these titles are super confusing. Uh, I'm glad I'm not having to keep them, you know, straight in the context of. Of the. uh these comics and stuff, but man, Daniel, the end of new Avengers, they were basically saying, Hey Ben, we pulled you in, but we're going to pay this off, pal. We're going to pay this off. And I don't know how much I actually want to say. Don't say too much. Well, I'm just going to say that Daniel, when you read new Avengers, you're going to be going along and saying, Oh, this is good. We got some Hawkeye stuff going on. And then you're going to get to the end and you're going to see a military general. And you're going to see him talk about a secret weapon. And you're going to see that secret weapon and you're going to say, oh, that's why. That's what Ben was talking about. I'm telling you, man. All right. All right. Yeah. If you want to mute your microphone or mute your, your earphones, Daniel, I can. No, I don't. I, I can don't say what it is. Let's and then, continue on. Sir. Okay. All right. Because I've got some opinions about some stuff here tonight. So I have three comics here that we really need to talk about. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Captain America number seven. And why Captain America number seven? Two things. it's the reset. <laughs> yep. Well, it's the <laughs> reset Joss. and Joss Whedon. This is the Joss Whedon short story. It's called Presentation, and it is... Very short. And it's good. It's okay. Uh, writing a short story is not easy. I have my publisher just uh, commissioned a four-page story from me that I'm looking at. I'm thinking, how am I going to get all of the story that I need to do in just four Confidence. pages? And and I, I told them, I said, I, I, I can do it in four. I'll do it in four. Even though the 16-page one that they gave me, <laughs> I handed them a 20-pager. And hoping that it'll be okay. But this four-page one, there's no, there's no grace. So, anyway, he he, considering how long he had, the page number that he had, I think it's eight pages. It's decent. 
it's a World War II era story, and it's got World War II type action. It's got Captain America with his classic shield that's not shaped with a circle, but the uh, kind of triangle-ish, rounded triangle thing. It's a decent story. But then there's the reset you were talking about, because in the Marvel Universe, Steve Rogers aged <laughs> suddenly. And so in this, um, they get him back to his normal age. So we can get Steve Rogers back as the brawny, young, blonde Captain America. And it won't look so weird anymore when him and Agent Carter go out on dates. No, no. Because it, it not. really did look odd. Um, she looked like his nurse. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making that up. I'll just say that the way they bring him back is natural, but it ties in directly to the standoff and the, the events that are happening there. Because like I said, they brought in these three people who have been Captain America together and, and they're working together. And so then he's, he's back. And what does that mean for the guy who's Captain America right now, Sam Wilson, when the guy who used to be Captain America is back to his his old fighting form? Seems to me like two Captain Americas. Well, we've had two Captain Americas before. Yeah, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah. So shall we talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. then? Yeah, I got opinions. I'm going to let you summarize because I'm lazy. Are you going to be grumpy about this one? Yep. Is this what you're grumpy about? Yep. All right. Well, you remember we Get ended off my lawn, kids. <laughs> we ended on a cliffhanger where they were. Uh, we had some people who were getting blasted out of a plane. Those people were uh, mocking Mockingbird and uh, Fitz. They get rescued. Everything's okay with them. And then we find out more about what's going on with with Pleasant Hill. And they find they're looking for a hacker called the Whisperer, and it's Rick Jones. Man, they're gonna go after him. And there's all sorts of issues and problems, and they split up the teams so that they can go to the uh, the auction where they're gonna buy or try to try to get the uh, was it the quantum disk? Yep, the quantum drive. The quantum drive that has, and this still bothers me. They say you can't copy the quantum drive. Sure, that's fine, but why not just take the information from the quantum drive and just rewrite it? You know? I mean, monks were working for years to copy by hand, you know, Bibles and stuff for, for centuries. This is, this is old technology. You don't need new technology to copy a quantum drive. You just need a pen and a piece of paper. But... Yeah, so they're, it's, it's this nice affair. It's a James Bond type of thing where they're going into this, uh, you know, black tie affair. And, and then what else is happening? Well, they capture Rick Jones. They bring him in. And at the end, the new Avengers come in because they're coming for Rick Jones. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, the Rick Jones stuff feels a little forced but that's because they're they're getting into the the standoff material to, with the uh, the crossover um and then you have the James Bond stuff the spy stuff where they're trying to get that quantum drive so daniel old man guggenheim go back to dc what's 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 your problem man well my problem is he's writing arrow he's not writing agents of shield here Okay. I have two prime examples of why he's not writing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And why is that? And he's writing Arrow with the drama and the music that tells me that it's drama. Why? Tell me. To begin with, let's start with uh, the awkward sex jokes. Now, I'm no prude, Ben. I'm not. I am. But they're not jokes that really come out of our cast in a way that seems natural. And this is our cast. There are shots of Quake in here that are like, yeah, that's Sky. That's her. Simmons is definitely, they, they're using a model for her. So I mean, they're on Fitz, model, I should say, with that. To see Fitz and Mockingbird have this awkward sexual mm. encounter slash joke? No. No. 
that that's not Fitz. Fitz's response is not Fitz's response. I just saw this man come out, apply a chlorine gas to the Zephyr, for heaven's sakes. No, this is not Fitz. No. Number two, Colson. Colson is always in control. Does Guggenheim not learn that? Colson has plans within plans, but yet it seems like his old girlfriend and his sexual encounter, this has got him all confounded. No, no, that's not Colson. A, he wouldn't have used a couch for a night for him to stay over, and B, uh, no, he's not confuddled by his girlfriend, Lola. And the fact that they had sex and whether or not it was manipulation or not manipulation. No. Colson has plans within plans. Do you agree? I agree. I so agree. So for him to be confuddled over a relationship issue? No. No. That's Arrow. Guggenheim, go back and write Arrow 3.0 or whatever the comic series is. But this is not Bill Colson. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll agree with you somewhat other than I mean, here's my one thing about it is the characters here they act like let's okay let me put it this way if these characters were original and brand new to this comic it wouldn't bother you no you may not. you probably wouldn't read it but it yes, wouldn't bother well, you. I would eventually check it out from the library but it's not. And so our characters here are, well, they're, Ours. they're drawn on model, but they're not acting on model. Yeah, that's that's a big issue for me. Yeah, yeah I, he he's writing an episode of the Arrow comic book. And I can't speak to that, but. I can say the spy stuff is generally speaking good the action is generally speaking good it's the character interplay is okay goals is not even funny i miss mark wade you know what and this is gonna be hard for me to say because other than empire i'm not a huge fan of mark wade i don't like his daredevil and i know that someone just dropped a plate when i said that but i'll say it again i don't like his daredevil um, no, I miss Mark Wade. Guggenheim, go back to DC. I I miss the the Marvel presents the or the Marvel team up team up or the Marvel two in one. I miss that aspect of things. This uh, continuing storyline and getting mired into crossovers and uh, Daniel. I I we're not talking about April books right now, but there was an April Avengers book that I. Th- think it was new avengers where yeah it was this month new avengers they have a scene and then i was reading in agents of shield number four which you won't have the same experience but i did it was total deja vu because they had the same scene exactly the same scene for four pages or so from one book and then they had the exact same scene in the next (sighs) and on one hand, yeah, it's a crossover. They're telling the same story only from two different perspectives, but there wasn't two different perspectives. It was just exact. It was exact. And yeah, for me, this whole crossover thing, it's fun to see that that cross-section of, of the Marvel Universe, but I'm glad, I'll be glad, when the only new comics I'm buying are Captain Canuck and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I'll miss though Howling Commandos of Shield because this is the last issue I'm holding in my hands right now, and this is the only place I can regularly get my favorite Swamp Monster. <sighs> Should we go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, let's do. All right, why don't you give the summary again, and then I'm gonna go off. Oh, okay. Well, the summary is um that orange monster. Uh, Orgo, uh, he has been taken into Pleasant Hill. And so the team is going to go and rescue him. 
and he has been convinced that he or not convinced he has had his reality turned into where he is a a pet a little puppy and the team is going to come and rescue him but are they really rescuing him well the truth is he's a howling commando not a puppy and so yes they are rescuing him and so they get out and they decide, you know what, we're a team. We are going to continue doing this because there's more stuff out there, even if there's not more issues of our book. Is that good? Does that work? Yep. You ready to go off? Yep. <laughs> and and you're not going off because this is the final issue. Nope. No, no. Uh, and you're not going off because it's a team book where they are coming through and they're fighting bad guys. And Nope. Nope. No, and you want a shocking opinion, a hot mess of an opinion. Uh, sure, I think this might be the best issue of Helen Commandos to date so far. Okay, so where's your rant coming from? Well, uh, no, seriously, I think it's the best issue. It's very complex. You've got Orgo, and you've got the fact that he's dealing with issues of belonging, yeah, and issues of uh, love. And affection and identity and identity and and I think honestly compared to some Howling Commando issues which have been let's go hit the monster this is actually very nicely done uh, I mean it really really downplays Dum Dum um, it's probably the issue he gets the least page count out of the six yeah but you got you got to do that every once in a while when you have an ensemble book. You yeah, know, you, and that's the you, thing. You it, shift it, focus every once in a while. It was a nice use of an ensemble book. They made sure to flash everybody, mm-hmm. but not everybody's involved in a deep way. Um, they do because, you know, it is Dum Dum's book. They do have to give him a key, some key moments. But really, you know, it's this really nicely done story about identity and belonging. And it gets into that theme for this book, but then it also, by doing so, gets into that theme a little bit for the whole event. Yeah. Now, here's where my problems are. You ready? I'm ready. So, if you're Barbary, do you think you understood? Yeah, we're going to sign you for six, but you only get to really direct five. Uh, you mean you're talking about the writer here? Yeah. Uh, because really, I mean, he got a one arc and then this, which is a standalone. And could have been contracted as a, contracted as a standalone. It really could have. But if he was going to tell his Howling Commando arc, he only truly was contracted for five issues. His arc Plus was done last his, issue, yes. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an issue. Because the thing is, is they're really trying to force this into Pleasant Hill. That's what they're trying to do. And that's why they didn't get canceled after five. They had to do the six because it was part of Pleasant Hill because they were going to force Barbary to be part of Pleasant Hill. Well, because it was a S.H.I.E.L.D. book, and so it was Avengers, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is involved in this yeah. whole Pleasant yeah. Hill stuff. And, and, again, and again, for what for what he was contracted to do, what he was given, and being forced to be into an event that may not be fully melding well with Howling Commandos, I think he did a great job. Except if three Avengers teams can't take down Kobiak, why why can our monsters do it? This is honestly the least prestigious team that is in Pleasant Hill. And they get the furthest with her. Well, the furthest that you've seen. Yeah, well, again, I've seen one month, and I know from the other books, even the ones that I didn't re- read... They did better with her than any other team. But they did it on a personal level. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's probably their monsters talking to a quote-unquote monster. And they're trying to convince this monster to let – basically let their friend go, more or less. And and it works, but and and the, the monster sends them away. Kobik sends them away, so they don't win. They they build up to a a tantrum, in some ways. <sighs> Goodbye, Helen Commandos. Yeah. Goodbye. And you know, he got to, he told his story. He told that first arc. This being the one issue 
the, the kind of the one shot kind of thing, it actually ends up being one of the better crossover titles because the other titles it's, we're going to continue our story in it from our own book. We're going to continue that standoff stuff and you, it's, it's peanut butter in the chocolate, but it doesn't taste that great. And it's chocolate in the peanut butter, and it's not not that wonderful either. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding kind of down on this, but when you read it in a collected edition, I'm really curious how it's going to read for you. I'm really curious if it's going to feel like it should be collected together. Well, we'll find out, because in six to seven months, they'll put it out. In six to seven months. <laughs> we'll talk about it then. So... That's our comics report for this month. Oh, I do think we need to discuss about something about all new, all different X-Men. Okay. All right. Ben. What? Back when I was, well, actually doing stuff with comic book time machine, I threw you and AJ Anderson a, a challenge. What was that? Get a letter published. Oh, that's right. And if you turn to the letters column of all new, all different X-Men. You're going to see the name of Daniel Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a, I mean, all new, all different Avengers. Can you tell that I only get all new, all different Avengers because of Miss Marvel? Yeah, well, here's your letter. I just got done reading issue number three and saw some readers questioning the current lineup. Here is the simple fact. In my house, the under 18 crowd was not interested in the Avengers at all. Now I'm constantly being asked what the latest issue will be, when the latest issue will be arriving. And if I smile, laugh, or go, hmm, while reading an issue... I'm instantly asked what Camilla or Sam did because for a young person, these characters are people first and superheroes second. So I, for one, support this new lineup with adult heroes for me and young heroes for younger readers and me. Avengers Assemble, Daniel Butcher. Nice job, buddy. One letter, one published. Nice. But it, it, I was shocked. There's a lot of people who do not like that current lineup. And to be honest, that current lineup's to bring young young readers. Well, and there's how many Avengers books? Three. Like, there's not a lineup that they do like? Uh, but this is the Avengers book now. This is, is the it? main one. Really? From my understanding it is. Huh. I think if you were to ever renumber it from Avengers 1, my guess is this is what you would use in the continuation of the numbering, like well, DC's doing with Detective in Action. Uncanny Avengers, their lineup is Rogue, Dr. Voodoo, Deadpool, Quicksilver, Human Torch, Cable, and Synapse. Synapse. That's their lineup. Which I have no idea how Cable can make that team. Well, you know... I think that the the impression I'm getting, and I may be way off, but Uncanny Avengers is meant to be like that's more the mutant team. Although Steve yeah, Rogers is on that combined. team. Okay. New Avengers is Sunspot, Songbird, who I know her from Thunderbolts. That's all I know her from. Was that? Yeah, Thunderbolts. Hawkeye, White Tiger, Power Man, Wiccan. Hulkling and Squirrel Girl, and then some robot character called Pod. So Sunspot, he's New Mutants, and he he bought AIM, Advanced yes, Idea Mechanics, did. and then did. his team is basically they're operating within the context of AIM, and they are working with all the old AIM technicians and stuff. Wearing the beehive helmets and stuff. But you got to understand that Sunspot and Cannonball, they, they've got a very positive, long-standing relationship with AIM. Those AIM boys, they like their boss. They do. It's it's evident in the book. He brings a, he brings a nice benefits package. And, and the boss, you know, he likes to hang out with the guys. <laughs> yeah, and... So, all new, all different Avengers. Their lineup is Captain Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Jane Foster, Thor, right? Yep. Vision, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Tony Stark, Iron Man, 
and Nova. Is that Captain America, yep. Iron Man, Thor? So the Trinity there. Did you say Vision? And Vision. I think I said Vision. But so you have the Trinity of Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, even though two of those aren't the originals. And then you have Vision, Spider Man, Ms. Marvel, and Nova. Not Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel. But yeah, is Nova a teenage aged character? Yep. Okay. So Nova and Ms. Marvel, Spider Man, they're all teenage characters. And then you have Vision, who. Yeah, whatever he's doing. Sometimes in my house, we ship some of those. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a book that's made a connection. Yes, it is. That's all I can say about that. All right, man. Well, well I guess I better go do the dishwasher then. Yeah, I'm going to finish. You didn't go off all ranty for long periods of time like you used to. Not a lot to rant about. Well, I ranted, but I mean... I could have totally gone and done the dishwasher. Why are you doing that? Yeah, there's not a lot to really generate ranting within me with this. It's decent and it's interesting. And Shield is not as good as I'd like it to be. Although it's not terrible. (sighs) Shield's good, but I'd like it to be great. Yep. I think that's a fair assessment. I think a new writer would help. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, that's it then. Daniel, I'm just going to say my final words here. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'd love to hear what you think about comic books. (laughs) We don't really do usually uh, listener feedback in a comic book episode. So, hey, let us know what you're reading. We'd love to hear. Daniel, you have any final words? Aren't you dating Spider-Man? Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Once again, thanks for listening, and remember, welcome to Level 7. It's not just a podcast. It's a magical place. Yep. All right, Daniel, go start that dishwasher. (sighs) It's been such a busy weekend. (laughs) Dishes aren't going to do themselves, my friend. They're not. They're not. Dishes are not going to do themselves. But if if I'm a good little boy and I do the dishes, you know what I might do? I don't. Watch the first episode of Daredevil season two. Hmm. Interesting. Boom. I I finished it already. <laughs>